Welcome to Warm and Fuzzy, a podcast dedicated to all things nostalgic. We review our favorite movies, TV shows, and talk about fun trends from our childhood. I'm your host, Amelia. And I'm your co-host, Shane. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Warm and Fuzzy. I am your host, Shane. And I am your co-host, Amelia. How are you, Amelia? I'm fabulous. I'm well fed. <laughs> we just had some snacks. We just had some snacks and chatted for a good hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> What's new? Um, yeah, so I'm good. Uh, busy week per usual. I'm on season nine of Vanderpump Rules. So, you know, almost at the end. Almost caught it's up to me. It's been a wonderful journey yeah. so far. I wonder when the next season's going to come out. Like, I wonder if season nine was relatively recent or if we're expecting season 10 mm, soon. Soon. Yeah. I'm interested to see. Usually they film like over the summer, I think, it seems oh, yeah. like. Because they always like film around now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So maybe yeah. it'll be out like after summer possibly yeah i'm excited Interesting. yeah so it's it's nice to be watching and like kind of to be in that period where things are like relevant now yeah and are not and not so dated like it's not 2014 yeah. anymore or whatever <laughs> um so yeah uh what have i watched this week I finished Super Pumped. Cute. That was great. Um, I said it in last episode, but you definitely need to watch it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's it for me. What about you? How's your been week been? Tell me all about it. My week's been good. Um, some transitions at work, which is great. Mm-hmm. It's been like a really, really positive shift, which is really cute. So that's like attributed to my overall positive schmood. Um, I love this publicist talk that you're giving me right now. (laughs) I (laughs) know. I'm giving the PR spiel. Um, And then in regards to what I've been watching, I finished season nine of Vanderpump Rules. Mm -hmm. I have been watering everything you need to know about love. Oh, yeah, Dolly Alderton. Yep, Dolly Alderton, who someone was telling me is also – does stuff with Bridget Jones, which like kind of ties back to, um, I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing, but someone said that to me in passing. They were like, she also like did something with Bridget Jones' diary. And I was like, oh, how serendipitous for me. Because Dolly would have been in her 20s or teens, maybe when Bridget Jones Bridget came Jones out. Bridget Jones came out, so maybe yeah. not. Um, but knows? Dolly did a series with the author of A Promising Young Woman, yeah, um, Caroline... Not Alderton, Caroline. I'll think of it in a second. Um, and they did because Caroline has a podcast, Sentimental in the City. I always send you her podcast episodes. Yeah. Um, and they did a series um, on Sex in the City where they rewatch yeah. it. Um, Cute. And Do- Dolly and Caroline are really, really good friends. Mm. So, yeah. I don't know what they have to do with Interesting. Bridget Jones. Who so. knows? Um, but it's good. Yeah. Love. Yeah. It's been really enjoyable. So I have th- the book. I haven't read it though. Yeah, neither. Um, I would. I will read it mm. after watching the TV series, yeah. I think. Yeah, that's prob- those are probably the two main things I've been watching and then, like, random bits and bobs here and there. Have you been reading anything? No. Okay. I still have Big Little Life sitting on my bedside table that I need to, like, really start getting into. I told myself I would read a book a month and I really mm. haven't stuck to that. I need to start doing it. And have you bought a Kindle yet or not yet? No. You're still reading paperback. I'm all about, like, I just feel like if I have a Kindle, I won't read. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. What about you? So I read everything on a Kindle um, and I am, I used to be like pro book, yeah. paperback, um, everything. But then, you know, you need, you just like move house so often. So it just gets annoying. Yeah, like, like I don't need books. a million books to pack. Yeah. yeah. So Dan bought me a Kindle like a few years ago and I haven't Cute. looked back. Um, but I got the book asking for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't finished it. It's by an author named Louise O'Neill, I believe. And I think she's Irish. Um, and it's basically about a group of friends, a girl who, and they go to a party and she gets sexually assaulted. Okay. Um, but it's all about like the whole thing of like victim blaming mm-hmm. and whatnot. So it's like a really intense book and I'm maybe only like a third of the way in, but mm. yeah, I like read that third in like one sitting and I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, this is so intense. Interesting. Um, yeah. So it's a heavy read, but yeah. it's good so far, but I'm just like not reading it much because it's so heavy. Yeah. <laughs> so I like go between intense. that and Vanderpump rules. Cause I, I need fluff. You need fluff. <laughs> I've heard this about big little life as well that I've been mm. like reading. I've heard it's like there's moments of, really really that are really really deep and very like troubling yeah so i'm scared yeah okay yeah um shall we get into this week's movie let's do it so as you guys would have probably seen by the heading of this week's episode (laughs) we are doing never being kissed a classic um let me jump into all the dates so the year it was made was 1999 um can I just say, talking about 1999, I love that the prom theme was uh, like New Millennium. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it was like the 2000. The prom theme. Yeah, yeah, the first prom theme. Then they change it. Mm. Correct. Um, but I loved that theme. That <laughs> was the was theme so of our um, New Year's Eve party. We had a big family New Year's Eve party and it was obviously Y2K yeah. themed for that Cute. year. Yeah. Yeah. Little did we know the iconic things that would come from 2000 onward. And like, do you remember though, like, that everybody was scared of the Y2K bug. Yeah. And we all thought that everything was going to shut, shut down. down. The markets would crash. Yeah. All the technology would like turn because off. Because of the way tech was like Because all the clocks. Yeah. They thought they were like, you wouldn't be able to handle switching from 1990. Like what happens when the 90s end? Yeah. <laughs> like, but like I kind of get it, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like this is the first century we've had like technology in. Yeah. So I understand the fear, but I'm also like, that's wild. That and people well, were like scared of that. Yeah, it's it's hindsight. Yeah. Like at the time we were it was very real. Yeah. But look, it was looking like, back, <gasps> we're like almost freaked out about why Q- yeah. Y2K people thought the world was gonna end. Fully. Yeah. yeah, but now we're just like, how silly. I remember even being like, I would have been what eight years old then. Mm. Um, and freaking out. Yeah. I was like <gasps> What's yeah, like we, we all die? thought that like our computers were going to die and stop working. Yeah, like crazy. Wild. Um, so the rating is PG thirteen, which I think is a bit wild for this movie. Um, you reckon? I reckon this could definitely be an M movie. <laughs> I don't know. Parental guidance. <laughs> we'll talk about this later. Mm. Yeah. Um, categories: comedy, drama, romance. The director was Raja Gonsal. Um, some noteworthy films are Big Mama's House. Love. Scooby-Doo 1 and 2, The Smurfs 1 and 2, Beverly Hills Chihuahua, Dead, and Home Alone 3. Interesting. <laughs> Look, some highs and lows there. Um, <laughs> the budget was 25 mil and it grossed 80, 84.6 mil. So really good. Yeah. Um, and then Rotten Tomatoes score is 55%. Not too bad. Mm, okay. She's got a pass. 
Yeah, it yeah. passes. Yeah. So, quick uh, summary, plot summary. Josie, an editor, must go undercover at a high school to prepare a report on the lives of the students. However, she finds it difficult to fit in and school life brings back some unpleasant memories. That's a very good, like, brief. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot more happening contextually than that. Yeah, which we'll get into, obviously. We'll get into, yeah. But yeah. love. So, the film stars Drew Barrymore as yep. Josie Geller. Um, David Arquette as her brother Rob. Mm-hmm. We've got Michael Michael Vartan as um, Mr. Coulson. Yeah. Uh, Molly Shannon as Anita. John C. <laughs> Riley. I don't know his name in I the movie know. editor. But John C. Riley, I always like. I always forget his name, but I do remember him as like the tap dancing like husband in Chicago, the musical. Oh, He's Roxy's yes. husband. Yep, yep, yep. Mr. Cellophane. Yes. <laughs> I love Chicago. I, I was going to suggest it uh, that we did this week, but we'll do it another time. Yeah. Yeah. Cute. Jessica Alba. We've got... Yes, Jessica Alba in oh, there. She's such a baby here. I know. She's so cute. I, I love know. her. Such a, like, sexy bitch. Yeah. Stunning. Yeah. Um, we have Lily Sobieski, who is, like... She really had a moment in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s, I yeah. think, and then kind of has drifted off into... Yeah, who is she? Has been. Yeah. What was she in? She was just kind of like in everything at the time. And I think I was so aware of her because I had 17 magazine subscriptions. Mm -hmm. So it was just like my American culture was just like shoved into my face. Yeah, same. Yeah. I feel like that's very like that happens a lot in um, Australia just generally, right? Yeah. Um, It's funny. Like I was reading an article last night about how American parents are – tripping out a little bit because of the popularity of Bluey, the kids' cartoon, and how it's Australian. So all of their kids are speaking with Australian accents (gasps) or like they've picked up like Australian um, like words and things like that and phrases. So one of the – I think it's like on a TikTok, one mum was like – we'll just call the kid Molly. Molly said that dad's going to play golf with his mates. (laughs) And not like he's going to play with his friend or something. And then like one of the mums was like, my kid asked to take the bins out, not the trash. Not the trash. Yeah. And then like calls the trunk the boot. Like all these like little words and phrases that are so Aussie. That's so Australian. Yeah. And then all the Aussies are like, well, now you know what it feels like to be us. Like growing up with American TV shows. Yeah. It's like the flip. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, we also can't forget, and I'm not sure if you mentioned her already, Marley Shelton. Yeah. Um, and Octavia Spencer. I know. I didn't re-watching this. I was like, oh my God, Octavia there Spencer's she is. in this. But obviously, like, she wasn't the star she is today. Exactly. This is pre The Help. Yes. Um, only a couple of years before, though. The, the Help oh, came yeah, out the in help like 2004 like, or something, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, true. Quite early in the 2000s. Yeah. So, Yeah. Wild. Mm, I know. And is Octavia Spencer um, the mum in Benjamin Button? Or is that another actress that I'm getting her confused with? I'm probably getting her confused with somebody else. I don't think she is. Yeah. Um, Also, uh, baby James Franco. Little bit part for him. His first role. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then he was in Whatever It Takes after that, probably. so cute in this. Uh, I was thuffing, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, little James Franco. <laughs> Baby um, James. I'm assuming, and like what? Spider-Man would have been like three or four years after this as well. Like, oh, 2002 probably so or 2003, years. yeah. He really like grew a lot in those three years because yeah. he looks so young here. It really took Spider-Man to get him on the map, right? Yeah. 
interesting. Drew uh, Barrymore actually executive produced this film. Yeah. Which so I think is so good. And this is also the first flower productions film. Mm-hmm. I love how she loves flowers, like flower yeah. beauty, flower productions or flower films. That. Yeah. She really is committing to the floral thing. It's become very like iconically Drew as well. Mm-hmm. And she's like such a flower. I think it obviously comes back to the fact that she's a flower child, right? Yes. Like she's such a hippie at heart. Yeah. That yeah. like this so makes sense for her mm-hmm. you know i love it yeah and this was one of the films that was kind of like part of her little comeback series because she was a child actress yeah. has grown up being in a really famous hollywood family hollywood dynasty um and then she spent most of her teens out of film because she was dealing with addiction issues yeah. and then she's come back kind of as like a young adult and this riding cars with boys i think um, and then a couple of other films where her kind of like scream mm-hmm. were part of her comeback. Yeah. And she's kind of just been like Hollywood's darling since. Yeah. Yeah. But she did kind of have a rough go of it. She, definitely. In the first yeah, she years. did. Her dad's a director, right? Or producer? Um, I'm not sure. I think, I don't know if the Barrymore comes from her dad's side or her mom's side. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Yeah. But it's her, her great grandparents were like really famous, like in the like silent, silent film. films. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? I always think of people like her and like... Nepotism babies. Yeah, like mm. Dakota Johnson and stuff like that. All these yeah. like legacy families. Like Dakota Johnson's mum or grandma mm-hmm. is famous and she like has all these... She's like Melanie a tiger. Melanie Oh, so Melanie Griffith's mum is also famous. She yeah. has all these like tigers in her. Yeah, dress. I always get Melanie Griffith and Kim Basinger mixed up. Yeah. But they're different people. Um, Kim Basinger was married to Alec Baldwin. And Tippi Hedren, mm-hmm. I think, was um, Melanie Griffith's mum. Ah, uh, that's it. Yeah, Tippi Hedren. And she was the one who lived with lions. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Wild. Wild. So many nepotism babies. And then, like, you know, there's the whole um, people discovering, uh, what's her name? Maud Apatow is Judd Apatow's daughter. Yeah. I know, and people are, like, freaking out about that. But it's like... So many famous actresses and actors are nepotism babies. Like even Rachel Bilson. Yeah. Her family is like a Hollywood like legacy Hollywood family. Legacy family. So You know what as well? I think it like wasn't as cool to be it before and now we're like really into this generational thing. Like we love that like Yolanda Hadid was on Real Housewives and then like Bella and Gigi are like now children that are models because their mum was also a model. Like I think we're really into it. Brooke Shields and Kaya Gerber. Like it's just, I think people are really into it. Cindy Crawford. Cindy Crawford, sorry. I think think it's the opposite though that like, I feel like people are really upset about it though though now. They're like, when they say nepotism babies, it's said with with disdain. Oh, really? You know, like I see it a lot on TikTok and Instagram where they're like, oh my God, nepotism baby. And it's like, that's all of Hollywood, babe. Like, what do you want? It's insular. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. That's how they all get famous. I feel like people are kind of into it now. Like, I feel like um, for a long time... I think they're in, they enjoy the discovery of it. They enjoy the discovery yeah, of it. Like, and then, oh like, my God. the mother-daughter or father-son kind of yeah. things on Instagram where you do those little comparison slides. But I think that they are kind of doing it like, how dare they? You know, yeah. they didn't work their way up. But it's like, Sophia Coppola. Yeah. Like, her entire family. Um, they're all famous. Like, all she's famous. Nicolas Cage's cousin. Yeah. Um, Robert Schwartzman is their cousin. Nicholas Cage of is one of the wildest people. 
I know. But it's like you've grown up rich. Yeah. Then you became even more rich. And it's like, what do you do with all that money? It's yeah. just like famous rich people who just like. He, he used kooky. to own like Madame Lullery's house and like all this random, like crazy, like witchcraft memorabilia and yeah. stuff like that. It's like. Wild. It's wild. It's like you become wild. famous and then like, what do you do with your money? Like, you just, just buy weird spend shit. It on random shit. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. So Drew Barrymore, mm-hmm. she was also filming um, Charlie's Angels at the same time. Love. She said this in an interview that came out just before Never Been Kissed came out where she said she was in Charlie's Angels with Cameron Diaz and maybe Angelina Jolie. <gasps> Can you imagine? Oh my God. I feel like it just wouldn't be the same. It would have been a very white <laughs> movie. Yeah, it would have been very white. I guess the original Charlie's Angels was three was white, white girls. Yeah. Um, and also, like, Lucy Liu makes the movie. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. So I literally couldn't imagine it without Lucy no, Liu. No, no. When I think of all the characters, I always used to think, and it's changed as I've gotten older, I very much, like, now more lean towards mm-hmm. Alex. Yeah. Drew Barrymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that was her name in it. Mm. I can't remember. Um, I can't remember either. Why did I even say that? Um, but, like, growing up, <laughs> I it think was, Alex. Yeah. It was Lucy Liu. Yeah, yeah. Loved. I was obsessed with her. Yeah. It's like, she's stunning. Who is this woman? She's so stunning. Yeah. Amazing. Um, and also, this is, like, a weird little tie-in, but Kirsten Gibby and the other, like, mean girl, the Lemmings, in Never Been Kissed. Yeah. The actress who plays her is the daughter of one of the original Charlie's Angels. Oh. Yeah. So the girl who plays Gibby, it's her mum. Interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. a full circle. Cheryl moment. Ladd. That's it. That's her mum. Interesting. Yeah. Um, when she, talking about that scene, when she said Lemmings, that just brought back like my entire childhood. Did you ever play Lemmings <laughs> yeah, on the computer? Yeah, of course I did. <laughs> I used to love it. <laughs> if my Lemmings got stuck in a damn pothole, I was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> the games like, we used to play on the computer. You. I'm gonna have to build you some stairs. Oh my god! Look, I'm of the generation of Hangman, mm-hmm. but also Worms. Did you ever play Worms? Yeah, oh my loved god, worms. that was great. Lemmings walked, so Minecraft could run. Mm, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> god. And then I used to play first-person shooter games as well. Did you? Yeah. Like, what was it, Counter-Strike or like whatever? Quake and Unreal Tournament. Love. I like to tell Dan every now and then just to be like, I was a gamer girl. And he's Dead. like, okay. <laughs> I was really into, like, Sims, obviously. Sims mm. 1, 2, 3. I um, into Sims. I loved it. I was obsessed. And... I was also really into um, like Mortal Kombat. And, like, Love Mortal Alive, Kombat, Street Fighter. Street Fighter, yep. like all those games I was like obsessed mm, with. Yeah, yeah. Loved. The Nintendo games. Yeah. I loved those. Yeah. yeah. All the Nintendo games, like the Super Mario suites, like your tennis, kart. I mm-hmm. was on Even it all. FIFA, I didn't mind. I wasn't very good uh, at it, but I no, tried. I wasn't. I, I oh. played soccer, but I wasn't that into like playing it on. And like Need for Speed, the racing yeah. games. I used yeah. to play Cruising USA on Ooh. Nintendo 64. Okay, okay. And it was just like you cruised around <laughs> the US, like different parts of the USA. I love a driving simulation. Yes, like yes. Mavis Beacon, learning to type yeah. at school. And it's like you were driving. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why Mavis Beacon popped into my head, but I'm here dying. we are. All right. Fun fact, Mona May was the costume designer for this film. Our yep. gal, Mona May, Our again, Mona May. killing it with the costumes. Her. Yeah. So, but that's why the costumes are so immaculate in this film. Yeah. In Jawbreaker, Clueless, Romeo and Michelle. Yeah. Because it's Mona. That's yeah. why. I will say something. The hair and makeup on Drew Barrymore throughout 
literally almost the entirety of the movie. I've never seen someone more washed out in my life. I'm like, she literally looks like a ghost on I the know. edge of her life. Like, I'm still thinking of her first day at school with that really, really sheer white lip. I'm like, she looks dead. I know. <laughs> like, she That's looks like a walking point. corpse. The point. Yeah. So Mona actually said it's it's again what she does with all of her films. It's all about the evolution of the character. So the film starts obviously with us being introduced to Josie talking about like how she's invisible and you wouldn't spot her in a crowd and then yeah. she does they do that like camera trick I guess where you think that it's one person but mm. it's actually not her and then yeah. they go to her and she's like mousy brown she's got that wig on we don't know it's wig um she's wearing everything brown she's just very bland and she's, invisible she's in her Josie Gracie era still yes and then yeah. she goes to the high school and we'll go more in depth in the plot in a second but she goes to the high school and everything's exaggerated because she doesn't know That's how to cool. dress. She doesn't know what's cool yeah. again, yeah. you know. So she's going over the top. She's wearing a <laughs> the fucking... all white. F- the all white, the feather boa, <laughs> yeah. the big hair, <laughs> the pasty lipstick, like the yeah. overpowdered skin, all of it. So... And then as the film goes on, her makeup settles, she wears different clothes and by the end of it, she's got that nice, you know, kind of soft blonde bob pretty makeup yeah flir- you know flirty kind of neckline dress like it's all she's found herself mm-hmm. so it's all character evolution that first scene she's very much giving violet don't you think like an unevolved violet from yes yeah yes. violet mayo like just beige yeah it's like the hair is that kind of sandy sand sandy Mousy brown like oh i mean like once she has like first day of oh, school oh yeah yeah, yeah, first yeah day of school. Agree, agree. but she does get the whole like fern mayo to violet mayo yes glow up yeah yeah very like of this era mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's, yeah it's a mona may special yeah um okay so into the plot one day her editor-in-chief rigford played by gary marshall who is the director of princess diaries and pretty woman amongst other films. Yeah. Um, he's always just like randomly in movies. Yeah, so random. <laughs> Even though it's like he's not directing, he just like shows up. Yeah, um, he's like, hi. Yeah, like I'm an actor too. <laughs> uh, so he basically assigns her um, to report undercover at a high school to help parents become more aware of their children's lives. And he does this because she looks young. Mm-hmm. Do you think that you could play a high school? I think I could get away with playing a high school. I reckon you could. I think I could if I shaved my face. Yeah. I have quite a baby face under the moustache. Under the moustache, yeah. And stubble. So yeah, I just wouldn't wear any makeup. No yeah. more eyelash extensions, yeah. just like nothing. Yeah. I'd probably like have to wear concealer under mm-hmm. my eyes. <laughs> so PR aging you babes. Yeah, PR's <laughs> aging me babes and get like some highlights or like get my hair dyed so I don't have greys. Mm, but mm. other than that, I reckon I could pull it off in the face. Yeah, totally. I, I quite so. often get... <laughs> I, I quiz all of my interns to get how old I am. It sounds so bad. <laughs> we do it, we get them to me. <laughs> it's so bad. We make, we ask... It didn't start with me, funnily enough. You'd think I would start a toxic trend like that. Um, but we get them to guess all of our ages. Stop. <laughs> that is a nightmare. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. But it's also, like, hilarious because one of the girls is, like, 23. One girl was like, oh, I think you're, like, 28. And she said I was younger. Oh, it's a mess. It's oh a my mess. God. But it also shows, like, your skewed perception of, like, age mm-hmm. in your 20s. You're, like, I remember being in, like, 21 and I thought the people were, like, 
28 and they'd be like 34 and I'm like, oh my God. Well, like with this film, I thought 25 was so old. Yeah. When at the end she's like, 25 years old. I was like, whoa, she's a she's full old. grown up. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Old. So we're introduced to Gus and Anita. Anita is like very much the comic relief in this film. Like Molly yeah. Shannon is hilarious. Molly Shannon is literally, I think, one of the funniest people in... Hollywood. She's giving superstar vibes. You know Jesus Christ Superstar? I really need to watch Superstar. I've actually never seen it. Yes, we need to watch it. Um, I think that's her first. I think that's one of the only movies that I can think of where she's like a lead. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's quite often a supporting actress, but she does so well in that always. She always like steals the spotlight. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what she's in. I love that she's like the thotty office. I love. Yeah, it's I love so like inappropriate girl. relationships. Yeah. And then like you have Josie being her little know-it-all self where she's like intra-office relationships or intra-office dating because Anita has had sex with Roger from Op-Ed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, she gets this opportunity Anita tries to convince her not to do it because she thinks that she might kind of flounder she's in, in this. Over her head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she does it anyway and she goes to the Tiki store, Tiki shop. Um, this is where we're introduced to Rob, her tiki brother. Tiki Post. Tiki Post, sorry, yeah. my bad. We're introduced to Rob, her brother. It's a Tiki shop that also sends packages. <laughs> like it's, ridiculous. It's so random. Also, can I just say, I know this movie's, so the movie's set in Chicago, guys, just mm. so you know. But it doesn't give me Chicago energy. It gives me like West Coast vibes, don't you think? Like it's yeah. giving me LA. Yeah, definitely. Don't you think? Like oh, throughout the, the, the movie. fashion? Are you kidding? It's so California. So I feel California. Like it's Mona May though. Yeah. 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 Although, yeah, exactly. Because Jawbreaker, same styling. Yeah. But set in California. California. Yeah. yeah. Same as Clueless. Set in like SoCal. And yeah. Clueless is set in Beverly Hills, obviously. Yeah. 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 Wild. Romeo and Michelle. I just got the urge to watch Romeo, Romeo and Michelle. Romeo and Michelle, again. quintessentially LA. Sis, I could watch it. Over and over. Over and over. Yeah. Iconic. So then she goes to the Tiki Post and her brother's like, oh my God, like you can't go to high school. And then they have the Josie Grossie flashback. Yeah. I love um, that it was him that fucking made up the name. Like what a shit. <laughs> <laughs> like what a shit house brother for doing that. Oh my God. I feel like that's so typical siblings. It though. is. Not knowing, like, how detrimental it would be to his sister's, like, mental health yeah. and, like, her own experience of high school. Yeah. Like, because high school was really traumatic for Josie, yeah. you know? And so she spent her adult life still feeling, like, very much, like, as that young, like, mousy person who just couldn't, yeah. you know, who doesn't stand out. Did I ever tell you I had it? I, I had this these two girls. I never got bullied ever except for by these two girls, yeah. Stephanie and Eden. Shout out to you, bitches. Um, <laughs> they called me Shane the Pain who lives down the drain drinking champagne. I mean, it's like, it's very, like, it's very considered. At least you have shampoos. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Is it like Bollinger? I'm into it. I know. I'm like, into it. Bro, you like the king of the underworld. And it's like, what's the drain's energy? Yeah. Is it a vibe? Oh, man. High school, like school in general, like school bullying is just so stupid. Yeah. Like, that was primary school as well. So it's like, I feel like it hits. And that was hardly like bullying. I was like, whatever, bitches. And I would just like walk yeah, away. Um, I feel like high school like hits different if you get bullied. Like I mm. know girls that were bullied in high school and like it really sticks with you. Yeah. 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 I think in more ways than you think. I was bullied and then I bullied. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because I was trying to fit in yeah. and trying to like feel cool mm -hmm. and just like make myself feel better. Yeah. Um, 
and I deeply regret it. Like, mm. so then uh, what happened? So obviously Josie Grossy is the nickname. Yeah. Um, I'm not Josie Grossy anymore. anymore. Um, and Josie was like really awkward in awkward high school, clearly. like baby fat braces. Like, But can I just say as well, Josie had balls. The fact that she like recited the poet to Billy like in class mm. as a 16-year-old that, like, a 17-year-old. Oh, yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Like, I would have never done that. Yeah, she had these, like, these moments of, like, confidence. Yeah. But then she, like, I don't know, like, the people around her, like, make her yeah. feel bad about herself. So then she goes back into her little shy hole. Yeah. Um, when they put the Sprite in her bag, I, like, have anxiety about that. I think of the amounts of times, like, a banana squashed in my bag. Yeah. Or, like, my water spilled in my bag. And I'm just, like... It is such a fucking bitch to get that out of everything. Like, mm-hmm. your books are ruined forever. Your and bag's just, probably ruined forever. Yeah, and the humiliation of that yeah. happening to you in school Awkward. where people pick at you for, like, the smallest thing. Yeah. All right, so let's get to Josie going to school. Yeah. So she has her makeover in quotation marks and she's wearing her all-white outfit, her feather <laughs> yeah. boa. She rocks up in um, Rob's car, the, basically a Datsun. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote in here the all white look, the lips I hate. <laughs> like I felt so strong about how much I hated these corpsey lips. Yeah, I can't deal. I know, and it's like Drew's bleached brows through the entire film. Yeah, I just don't like bleached brows. I don't. Yeah. Unless it's a fashion look, I don't like it. Yeah, unless it's like high end for like a Bulgari shoot or something. It's like I don't want to see it. Yeah, you know, like I said, this is about Crossroads with Britney. I felt like her eyebrows weren't dark enough, yeah. you know. Um, I love a dark brow. I like a dark brow. What yeah. can I say? So she goes in um, and I wrote a note about the security in the school, um, how there was like security, kind of like the beepers going through. Yeah. Um, and it just shows like how school would have changed in the 10 years since Josie was there, you know, yeah. like they wouldn't have had that many security measures and now it's like a no. different world that you live in. Yeah. Even more so now. One of our interns that we just had start, she's from Maryland. So just outside of Baltimore is where her university is. There has been three shootings at the campus this year. Three. That's insane. And she was like, um, you just like kind of get used to it. And I was like, you oh, shouldn't have to you get can, used yeah, to it. You should never have to get used to that. I felt like it was such a shocking thing to hear. Mm. And it, she was like so nonchalant about it. But I'm just like, that's obviously just reflective of her experience at of university. Of her upbringing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she was like, sure. I was asleep when it happened. And it's like, sis, <laughs> that's even scarier. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't live on campus, thank God. Yeah. But, um, Scary. 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 I wonder if high schools, I would love to hear from any of our American audience, like, is this reflective? Because I've seen it in a few different movies. Mm. Like, bring it on, all or nothing, lol. Yeah. You see it in that. Even in High School High. Yeah. The parody movie with John Lovitz. Yeah. Can we do that movie? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Um, Yeah. And they, like, make jokes about that. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Crazy. So, yeah, Josie obviously, like, walks into that and then they go through her bag and then <laughs> he plays the recording. I can grab a bull's balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hold on, the security guard? Someone famous. He's a Perry. Andrew Perry. Like Luke Perry? Yeah. Mm. Oh, and sorry, Wilson. Sorry. So, funnily enough, Andrew Wilson, who is the brother of Luke and Owen Wilson, appears as the security guard. Um, he's also in... Charlie's Angels, Fever Pitch, and Whip It. Oh, 
So clearly someone she like continues to include in like little bit parts. Maybe they must be friends or something. Yeah. Well, like you were just saying she dated Luke Luke Wilson, right? Yeah. Luke Wilson's my favorite Wilson brother. He's so cute. He's just very wholesome. Yeah. So then Josie uh, meets her classmates and then immediately also I have to say, so she's undercover. So she's basically wearing a brooch that has like uh, some high tech, you know, like video camera, like microphone in there. So that's how they're. That brooch is tiny. What kind of video camera is fitting in there? A fake one. Yeah. (laughs) It's not real. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. So like they couldn't pick a cuter brooch. Uh, well, she's got to be wearing like, you know, awkward, yeah, not trendy shit. She's Stuff. not cool yet. That's right. So we meet um, the cool girls, Jessica Alba, Marley Shelton, Cheryl Ladd's daughter. Sorry, yeah. I don't know your name. <laughs> um, Kirsten. Hey, Kristen. It's Kirsten. It's Kirsten. That's um, so American, that pronunciation pronunciation of Kirsten. Kirsten. Yeah, yeah, instead of Kristen. Yeah. It's just like a different name entirely. Like yeah. Kirsten. Kirsten. Kirsten and Kristen. I've never met like a Kirsten in Australia. It's always Kristen. Mm. Maybe she's not a popular name here. Mm. Um, I love Jessica Alba's fits like throughout this movie. It's so good. She looks so good. Yeah. I love especially like the dance when they're at the club. The reggae club. And she has the, and she has the little attached on. Like, hairpiece. What would you call it? Like a hairpiece. Yeah. yeah. It's so I love early it. 2000s yeah, so or like early. late 90s. Yeah. 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 I love it. Like the little, that little dance. Yeah. Booyah. Booyah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wrote that down in my notes too. So um, good. And just like all her outfits, all of their outfits, like, you know, so much color, mm-hmm. like all very like sexy outfits. Yeah. Jessica Alba's abs. Like. They really stand out amongst the crowd as well because everyone mm-hmm. in the high school, obviously like another Mona May tactic. Everyone in the high school is so like just normal. Just normal. And those girls really like beam. Yeah. In that crowd. They are the cool girls. Yeah. They're always yeah. like overdressed. You yeah. know, like guys and girls in movies. Yeah. But I love they it. Are. No one dresses like that. I mean, no. we all have uniforms, mm, but mm. I can imagine if I went to a plain clothed high school, I probably would have been wearing like a hoodie and tracksuit pants to high school. Uh, same. Yeah. yeah. Well, I did go to a high school for a little bit where it was where only color. Yeah, yeah. It was like color code mm-hmm. and that's it. And it was just like, you end up just wearing jeans, cargoes, hoodies. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And just like black or white t-shirts because mm. you can't get creative anymore. It's like, no. and you can't be bothered. And you're also in high school, so you don't I have money. Very, yeah, you don't have money. I'm very <laughs> for uniforms. Mm-hmm. I love a uniform. It's an equalizer. Yeah, 100%. Totally. Um, I also didn't, I have this in my notes. Um, so Billy. Jeremy Jordan yeah. plays Guy Perkins. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Jordan is in New Kids on the Block. So the reason that he's like significant to me is obviously my mum was a huge fan of New Kids on the Block. Mm-hmm. Um, and she bought Jeremy Jordan's solo album when he I guess when the group broke up yeah so that his music was like such a pivotal part of my childhood so when we sat down as a family to watch this movie and the credits rolled and it said Jeremy Jordan we were all like what and then we saw Guy Perkins and he looks completely different to what he looked like in New Kids on the Block like he had exactly like Mm -hmm. bleach blonde hair like just very SoCal American boy He's very like edgy in this yeah, movie. Yeah, and then like, in this movie cool he's boy. like brunette, got a bowl cut, but it's like stylized bowl cut, you yeah. know, like very late nineties, like pretend grungy. Yeah. Matchbox twenty vibes. Can I just say a young David Arquette really had a chokehold on me. I was yeah. I think he's just like so handsome in like a very different way. Him in the risky business, like Jerry Maguire, mm. shirtless. 
like in that the prom outfit like I love. Do you need a moment? I do. Okay. <laughs> I'll be back in five. <laughs> Dead. Um, so Josie embarrasses herself in front of the cool girls. She drops the chocolate milk on her white outfit and then she yeah. says – they say the thing about not wearing white after Labor Day, which I don't understand as a non-American. No. I don't understand that. Um, and they say like white jeans haven't been in since like 1983 or yeah. something like and that. Yeah, and that's it. And that kind of points out that Josie's... Old. Not of that era. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not of that era. Not of that era. <laughs> Where is she from, Bridgerton? <laughs> <laughs> well, she wasn't ever after as well. That true. Kind-hearted nerd, Aldice befriends her. Yeah. Um, Lily Sobieski is just beautiful. The long Stunning. hair, the piercing eyes. So model-esque. Very model-esque. I can't think of her being in anything else but this, though. Yeah, I feel like I can't place her either. But, yeah, again, like we said earlier, just a chokehold on the late 90s. The Glass House. The Glass House. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And just on every cover of every teen magazine in the US. Yeah. I feel like. Because she was also a Neutrogena girl. Stunning. Josie joins the Denominators, a math club, um, which, you know, isn't really the idea of her going undercover. She's meant to undercover like scandal and things like that. She's supposed to be in the drama. Yeah. But she's like gone back into her comfort zone. Yeah. She also, I think at this point, is really reveling in the fact that she has like a do-over. And you can see her almost being like sucked into the mundanity and the everyday of high school and like yeah. loving it. Like yeah. she's thriving, but she's not doing her job. That's it. Yeah. So like another mm. magazine breaks the court and that whole scandal there. And they're like, why didn't you call this out? And she oh, yeah. was like, I'm not hanging with that group of people. That's when they're like, this is the people that you need to yeah. hang out with. You need to befriend them. You're going to go to the prom with them, all yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, so then she goes home and she... Has a little breakdown to her brother, Rob. So um, we have the reggae club scene, which we've talked about. Um, Josie goes to the club to kind of like... She has a hash brownie. She has a hash brownie. Oh man, I don't love her. And I put in my notes, I don't love her. her. I put Drake in my comments. Because you know how Drake like adopts other cultures? Yeah, it's fucked. Yeah. And it's like, you're just like... It's th- that reggae club is his You're entire Montreal, mo- like it's his Chile. entire more life album. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is T. So I'm sorry if your mum's listening. Have you ever had a hash brownie? Um, no, <gasps> I haven't. No. I have multiple times. Um, no. they fuck you up. So like when I watched this scene, I was like, sis. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had. Is it an? Is that an edible? It's an edible. Okay. Yeah, no. it just hits different. It's wild. I think my friends tried to do it once, but it wasn't strong enough. Ah. So then we tried it and like nothing happened. Every time I've had it, it's been like too strong. Yeesh. And I'm just like greened out. It's yeah. fucked. I don't, not I that d- I like have it, like I've had it like as a teenager, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Slash maybe young adult, mm. but yeah. I just don't enjoy weed. I yeah, don't like no. it. Nor like, do I. One of the few times that I did it, I just felt like I was paralyzed. Yeah. Because, you know, like it makes you so, well, you're stoned. So yeah. you can't move. You're very yeah. lethargic. So yeah. I just don't enjoy that feeling. Yeah. Um, I love when she's like on the stage dancing though. And so like, good with the pink feather yeah. boa. <laughs> with the bongos. <laughs> Her dance moves are dance. hilarious. But she's just like having fun. She's clearly high. Um, but it's great. I yeah. just love that for her. This whole era is so random because, like, I think of this and I think of, like, the white chicks. It's like, what's with this weird, like, Rasta? Like, there's all this weird, like, Rasta influence throughout, like, Adam Sandler and, like, yeah. Drew Barrymore. Flower Productions works quite closely with, like, Happy Madison. 
like her and they're in the wedding singer together. Yeah, yeah. Her and um Adam are quite good friends. So mm. yeah, maybe they just appreciate that culture. Yeah. So while all of this happens, obviously there's the surveillance part of it as well. So there's mm-hmm. you know her workmate who's in the van. Yeah. Just kind of watching everything that she does. Um. And then she goes home. Uh, and actually, also we forget to point out at this stage, she's you know sort of befriended Mr. Coulson. He yeah. has a girlfriend here who she yeah. meets. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's also like flirting with um, Guy. So one thing I just want to flag is the kind of problematic, um, kind of predatory relationships that exist in the film. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So the three relationships that we were talking about are Josie and Mr. Coulson. Yes. So the student-teacher relationship, Josie, Josie and Guy. Guy. Yep. And then we have Rob and Tracy. Rob and Tracy. Yeah. Yep. So obviously like Josie and Mr. Coulson is problematic in the sense that like it's teacher-student. He doesn't know she's... He doesn't know, he doesn't she's, know 25. she's 25. Yeah. So problematic. Um, <laughs> Josie and Guy... Problematic because she's obviously 25. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Rob, Rob and, and Tracy. Tracy. Problematic because he's probably 28. older, like yeah. 28. And she's 16. Yeah, exactly. Wild. And so it's hard because obviously all three relationships are problematic. Yeah. But then I think, you know, there's the argument that people would say that because they're addressing it, because there's the scene at the party where... Josie speaks to Rob and says to him that him getting in a relationship with Tracy is illegal. Yeah. She's a teenager mm-hmm. and he's a full grown adult. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Guy comes over and she gets giddy and starts flirting with him. And he's like, see you around the cell block, Mrs. Robinson. Yeah. So they're cracking a joke about it. And then obviously Josie and Guy go up to the bedroom and he asks her to, to the prom. Um, and it is... I feel like people could say that it because they're addressing it, it's a lot more palatable. And also the idea of Rob and Tracy is kind of palatable because Rob is skewed as the cool, popular guy yeah. who is realistically 10 years older than Tracy. So it's wrong. Yeah, fuck. Extremely wrong. 12, probably, yeah. Yeah, probably older. Um, but the way that the movie portrays it is, yeah, we know it's wrong, but like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's something I struggle with. I think like rewatching it, it's something I did really dissect, and I was like almost like this rosy glow of like fantasy, like love around it. But it's like no, all these people like this is this is highly illegal. This is toxic. Yeah, yeah this is like yeah. highly illegal and especially highly toxic. because Rob and Tracy's relationship doesn't need to happen. Yeah, he's only supposed to be going into the school to help to Tracy help with her sister. story, so it's get like her clout. Essentially, he obviously gets too deep in. You mm. know what I mean? And he like, and you and you realize that like he starts saying he's like, this is my second chance too. Exactly. Like, he makes it about him. Yeah, yeah. And it's like I'm becoming hun. like a baseball player. But that's it, right? He's still working at Tiki Post. Like he hasn't mm. really he peaked in high school, so this is why he's thriving. Yeah, and that's and this is the thing with movies as with some movies is that they take a problematic issue and then they chuck like a rosy filter on it or a rosy glow on it and you kind of think it's okay, which I definitely did not think it was okay, but I didn't realise it obviously being much younger, like the first bunch of times that I watched it. You don't notice it and then 
you get older, you rewatch it as this a. This is only something I now watched as a 31 year old. And yeah. I'm like, oh, wow. That's yeah. like. You watch it in your 30s and you're like, mm, yeah, this yeah, is that's wrong. toxic. And it even took me like a minute to like kind of catch on to it, mm-hmm. cotton on to it. And I was like, oh, no. Like, I think it was like when they were at the house party making out, which is the scene we're talking about. I was yeah. just like, okay, this is wrong. You know? Mm-hmm. I was yeah. Like, okay, this has gone too far. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's like the prom when yeah. she like puts her leg behind her head and <gasps> she's like, I've got sex. And he's like, yeah, mm, let's just go dance. Yeah. And you mentioned this earlier, maybe, where you were just like, he doesn't say no. Yeah. He doesn't, inha- he never. He doesn't say yes, but he doesn't say no. He never steadfastly says no. Mm. and But he also never says yes. But yeah. it's the ambiguity in and of itself, which is still problematic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's Dark. interesting. So in between all of this, uh, Josie actually does become the cool girl. She becomes one of the lemmings. Yeah. Um, so she stops being friends with uh, Aldis. And Can we talk about this for like one second? Mm-hmm. Aldis drops her because she forgets about like one I know. One friend thing. Like, this made me actually really not like Aldi's rewatching it. I was like, bitch, people forget things. Yeah, we're allowed to, we're human. Yeah. Yeah. Like, people forget to call you back. Like, chill out. Like, when she's like, well, maybe you can just forget, like, Mm. being part of the denominators. Denominators. And it's like, come on, it's not that deep. So high school. Yeah. But there are people like that, high maintenance friends. Yeah. We don't like. No. I, I decided after rewatching this, I was like, I don't like Aldis, and I think. What, she needed Alpo thrown on her? <laughs> yes, <laughs> she did. I'm Team Alba. Oh, dear. I'm Team Lemmings. You're team, after watching you're team this. Alba. I am. I'm Team Disco Lemmings. Barbie? Dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Team Lemmings after uh, rewatching the movie. Um. So then. Anita comes in to visit uh, Josie and ends up running the sex ed class. Yeah. And it's just a funny Molly Shannon moment. Hilarious. So good. The banana where she's like, yeah. every man's fantasy. Yeah. 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 She's just funny. <laughs> funny, funny, funny. And I love that she's like the really, I guess, promiscuous character. And she ends up in the situation. It's like such like a... It's almost like, sis, put your practice, like practice what you preach. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's really interesting. I'll like put your work into practice. Um, so I thought that was really funny as well. And she's constantly in these like hypersexual scenarios. Spicy situations. Yeah. She has the intra-office relationship with yeah. Roger from Up Ed. Roger from Up Ed. <laughs> yeah. And then by the end of it, she's kissing Gus in the stadium. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Um, and then... In this, not this class, in Mr. Coulson's class, they find out that South Glen, no, East Glen East is doing Millennium for their prom theme. So they change it. Josie, who is now sort of cool, yeah. um, gets asked to pick the theme by Guy. Yeah. Uh, and she picks Meant for Each Other, famous couples, famous throughout, couples throughout history. history. Which I think is such a smart theme. It's a great theme. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that, like, you know, prom is like stereotypically like you just wear like a cute prom dress. So mm. like I think of formal here and I'm sure formal quite often reflect quite often reflects prom. You know, from what I've seen but in But not movies. the way the Americans not do the it. Way, yeah. I wanna know from American listeners if prom in real life is as extravagant as it is in the movies. Man, it's bougie as hell. Yeah. Like we were getting some like streamers in a hall. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or like yeah. we were going to like 
Parliament. Well, we did. We did American like Function Centre. Oh you know I mean? no, we did like Parliament House. Oh come on. Come on, Canberra. Come on, Canberra. And then like the National Museum and stuff oh, like that. Turn it out. Yeah. So if you went to like a certain school, like they would send you to like some hackers venues. But it was still uh, once you get into the ballroom, it's all the same. Yeah. Tables, parents. <laughs> Streamers. I'll never forget going to Parliament House as a 13-year-old. They threw away my Lynx Africa because it was an aerosol. <laughs> You're going to do <laughs> attack security guards with your they did, Africa. They did me a favour. They did me a favour throwing away the Lynx. Shout Listen. out to Lynx. Damn. Yeah. My brother was using Lynx Africa up until like six months ago. No. Yeah. It's okay. I put him on the right path. Okay, good. We got him a roll on. Oh, love. Yeah. And I love the the lemmings dressed as Barbies. Yeah. Can we talk about the flashback to Josie's first prom? Yes. It is like beyond fucks. Like I nearly cried watching it. I, it was actually like really traumatic for me um, to rewatch that. Um, like Billy invites her to the prom just as just in case you haven't seen the movie, guys. Um, <laughs> Billy Billy invites her to prom, which is like the popular guy of her high school, um, the one she recited the poem to previously, X, Y, Z. And then she's all dressed up for her prom in that cute little pink dress and her like matching scrunchie. Um, and she's waiting outside. He calls her to come outside and he eggs her. With like hard-boiled eggs. With hard-boiled eggs. And it fucking yeah. hurts. Yeah. Not that I've been egged, but like I feel like that would fucking hurt. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. ate a hard boiled egg. <laughs> you <laughs> you <laughs> at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> Damn. It's awful. Fully humiliating her, yeah. just pegging eggs at her. Like, yeah. disgusting. And then her mum comes out to check on her and she like runs away because she's so embarrassed. The poor thing. Embarrassed. She's embarrassed. <laughs> she is. But that shouldn't be embarrassing. He should be embarrassed. He's he's a bully. Yeah. Yeah, he's it's a disgusting. piece of shit. The fact that, like, you've literally made it your, like, goal to make someone's life a living hell yeah. is wild to me. Mm. Also, just before the prom scene as well, we have the problematic Mr. Carlson and... Josie on the Ferris wheel. Oh, Mr. Carlson rocks my world. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, multiple. The carriages are rocking. <laughs> d- 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 don't come a knocking. <laughs> oh, God. Dead. But the prom is. She looks great. Mm, yeah. She's giving. Who are they again? Um, it's that Shakespeare play they're reading throughout the movie. Rosalind and whoever he is. Yeah. Um, but they look stunning. We love a corset. We love a snatched. Are waist. we talking about the prom now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We love a high I thought ball. we were still talking about the carnival. Oh, sorry. Like, no. Where are we? <laughs> sorry, I skipped. Um, we love a cinched waist. We love yeah. bubblers to the sky. And she gets a little bit of that like PTSD from being egged. Yeah. Um, but then Guy pops out of the roof of the limo with a rose. Yeah. Very theatrical. It's not an egg, it's a rose. Mm. Um, and then they go to the prom and I mean, we've talked a bit about the prom already. Yeah. So the do- denominators show up as DNA. Whack. Double helix. Double helix. <laughs> so then she's dancing with uh, Mr. Coulson again yeah. in a probes. And then. And then she notices the mean girls and the mean boys going to tip Alpo on Aldis while she's dancing with Guy. She strips off into that like uni, like that, that uni- it's all spandex. spandex. But she's so wafy and oh. like she looks so lovely yeah. and elegant. She is looking like 
svelte. She is looking stunning. And like, considering she's literally wearing, she was wearing a DNA suit before and then like, for some reason I always thought it was, they looked like sperm. I didn't realise it was DNA. <laughs> <laughs> they did! Did they not? I don't know. I thought it was DNA. I just saw them in hazmat suits. Dead. <laughs> You're thinking about sperm? Sperm. Dead. Um, also, before this, we completely skipped out on Josie winning prom queen. Yeah. Um, Guy yeah. wins prom king. Guy wins prom king. Standard. Yeah. And then they go and they're about to toss Alpo on, which is dog food on Aldis. And then Josie cuts in and then it lands on the mean it's girls instead. You so do not deserve to be prom queen. <laughs> Jessica Alba, when she screams yeah. that, it's so good. And that like sends... Um, Josie into her tears and, and her rage, like, and she does. She admits the I'm whole thing was a ruse. Bitch. Like, yeah, this is not my vibe. See you later. Yeah. Meanwhile, Mister Coulson slowly steps Coulson. out of frame. Yeah. <laughs> like finds out. Yeah. He's not having it. No. Nah. And Rob is outed as her brother. Yeah. Which is also weird because he says, um, in one of the rumors he spreads about Josie to make her cool that she used to date him. Yeah. <laughs> Freaky. <laughs> And then he, like, kind of wants to stick around after that as well. And it's like, bitch, get out of here. Get out of here, you dirty old man. Yeah, get out of here, you dirty old dog. Um, and she also cuts the feed while this is happening. So the entire office, who is now, you know, crowded around there with popcorn, making bets on who's going to win prom king and prom queen, they yeah. miss out on this whole confrontation. Yeah. Um, yeah, because she goes to speak to Mr. Coulson outside. And rips. And then rips the brooch off. Yeah. Um, and then her colleague comes out of the van and he's like, please tell me you got something on Coulson. He comes back and he's like, you're writing a story about me. Yeah. And then they have to like chat. Hash it out. Hash it out. Um, and so then Josie goes back to the office. She writes her story, which ends up basically being a letter to Mr. Coulson. Yeah. Telling him that she loves him. And then they have the whole like. The five minutes before the, the first five minute wait, yes, at the baseball game, mm-hmm. which her brother is now like Rob is now like a coach or a like coach, a deputy assistant coach, coach, assistant coach, yeah, random. Got off scot free, got a job yeah. out of it. Bloody hell! It's like um, that's probably a criminal offence. Yeah. Um, and also he was dating, <laughs> like dating the that's so problematic. Yeah. Um, yes, and he shows up just as that five just minutes, just in the ends. nick of time, and then they yeah. have their kiss little romance Josie's first real kiss um Roger Ebert called it audience manipulation this scene (laughs) really (laughs) yeah he says like he loves the movie he loved the movie yeah um and he says without revealing it I'll identify it as the five minute wait the scene is so contrived and artificial it could be subtitled shameless audience manipulation but you know what because the wait involved Drew Barrymore I actually cared Yes, Dead. I did. He loved this film. I love that. Yeah. It's not a like a great, like award-winning film, but because Drew Barrymore is so charismatic and yeah. she's such a great actress and so lovable, mm-hmm. it makes the movie iconic. It's also a comeback, like you said. Mm. Like, this is really, we're seeing like the new era. Of yeah. Drew. Wedding like, singer, never been kissed. Yeah. This is like, yeah. Yeah. The re-entrance Charlie's of Angels. Drew. Yeah. 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 Iconic. Mm. This is really like these first like 2000 to 2010, like Drew Barrymore's powers are late the strongest. Late 90s, yeah. Yeah, late yep. 90s to the late 10s. I would say it kind of starts p- 
like petering off at like 50 first dates. You know what I mean? Oh, I that's love kind that movie. Like, I love that. That's it. like kind of the beginning of the decline. You yeah. Know? Something I love, 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 love Drew Barrymore. And it's actually quite a new, not new, newish, 2009. It's called Grey Gardens. So oh, yes. it's about little Edie. big and little Edie Beale. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've watched the original documentary. Yeah, I by have. them. Yeah, I'm obsessed. Yeah. So these women, for people who don't know, were yeah. related to Jackie, Jackie O, Jackie yeah. Kennedy Onassis. They were her auntie and cousin. Cousin. Yeah. And they were basically recluse women yeah. living in this house that was like overgrown, hoarding, like a whole thing. Came from a wealthy family. Yeah. Obviously, like Jackie did as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like American royalty, I guess they used to yeah. call them. Um. The crash happens, the 1920s crash happens. She gets divorced from the husband and then, like, it all kind of goes down. And then the mental health declines and all of that. So, yeah. Very sad story. Very sad story, but, like, Drew Barrymore, like, really embodies little Edie Beale. Like, Mm -hmm. I have chills. And even um, Jessica Lang plays Big Edie Mm. and she is just so amazing in it. Even, like, Jeannie Tipplehorn, like, as... Jackie O, mm. like, looks so much like Jackie O. It's like, she should have played Jackie O in the Jackie O movie, not Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. No offense to Natalie. Anyway, this isn't a review of <laughs> Grey Gardens, but I do love her in that movie. And then she went on to Santa Clarita Diet, which would yeah. probably be, like, the most recent thing. True. And then now, obviously, the Drew Barrymore, Drew Barrymore show. Drew Barrymore show, which yeah. I've not watched. Have you watched it? I've watched a little bit, um, but she good? actually re- uh, she actually brought Josie Grossy back for a sketch on the show. Interesting. Yeah, which I'll link in the show notes. Yeah, I haven't watched great. it, but she interviewed the cast of Dear Evan Hansen as Josie. What is it on? Is it on like... I don't know if it's on anything that we would be watching. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like just American television. But I also okay. saw her on the home edit where the gals from the home edit um, redid, redid the, the kitchen. It has 334 episodes. It's been around for a so while like, then. It's been around since 2020. Okay. And it's giving like Ellen DeGeneres vibes. Um. So what would you give uh, the film Woman Fuzzies out of 10? Look, I'm conflicted. Mm. I really, really love the show. I do want to call out the, the show, the film. I do want to call out the few problematic bits that we mentioned in the actual episode. Keeping those in mind, I would give it like a six and a half or a seven. Yeah. What about you? I'm giving it a seven. Cute. Seven and a half. I love this movie. I think yeah. it's so good. I love the costuming. Yeah. I love Drew Barrymore. I love Molly, Molly Shannon. Yeah. I love like seeing like a baby Jessica Alba, baby James Franco. Um, I think it's just like a funny idea of somebody going undercover and going to high school. You kind of always, you do think about that in hindsight, like what it would be like if you could do high school over again. Yeah. Like yeah. what would be different. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a fun, fun film. I love the raw talent in this film as well. So mm. many like soon-to-be superstars mm. in this film. I love when we re-watch, when we rewatch stuff and we see like, you know, like Octavia about, Spencer, like, yeah, or like Camilla Bell. Parker Bowles. No, Camilla Bello is that her name? Camilla Bell in, in Practical, Practical Magic. Magic and yeah. like Jessica Alba. Yeah, Jessica mm. Alba. Mm. Stunning. All cool. right. Um, that is us for today, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If 
you would like, you can come follow us on Instagram. Our Instagram is warm and fuzzy underscore podcast. You can also follow us on the TikTok. Um, that is also warm and fuzzy underscore podcast. That's just like kind of cute, like film or like little snippets of the film that we've been doing this week. Um, and then you can also follow us as individuals. At Shanino underscore is who I am. And then Amelia is at Amelia Singson. Um, and that's everything. Also, if you could rate us five stars on Apple or Spotify, that would be amazing. And please subscribe as well. Yes. So you can keep up to date with all of our episodes. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.